Welcome to the RPG Design Panelcast. We bring you the very best recorded panels, workshops, and seminars concerning role-playing game design and publishing. This has been made possible by the generous contributions of the panel speakers and Double Exposure with their leading game design convention, Metatopia. Episode 107, Working with Artists, recorded at Metatopia 2015, presented by Brennan Taylor, Fred Hicks, and John Carimondo. Who are artists here? We're oh, all so, artists. All right. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, sorry, visual, visual artists. Right. Graphic artists. Raise your hand if you're a pretentious douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> That's just going to trigger a wave. <laughs> 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 um, okay, so I will uh, start by introducing the panel. We've, we're missing one panelist. Hopefully he'll show up. Uh, when we're if, if we can get here, figure out where the hell we are. Oh, right, right, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and, and, and get it is over, like get the, over the artist the first the slot of the weekend. That was kind of a rough one. Um, yeah. So uh, I'm, my name is Brenda Taylor. I am a role playing game designer, and I've done a number of products, uh, including uh, Bulldogs, uh, How We Came to Live Here, Mortal Coil, and uh, then I published some stuff for other people, mm-hmm. uh, Jeff Hillman's. Um, uh, Kingdom, Kingdom of, of Nothing and uh, Blood Red Sands. You know, better than you. I know, thank you. <laughs> well, I was on the spot and you weren't, yeah. so fuck <laughs> off. Okay. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I'm going to flub my line. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> and uh, sitting to my left, uh, Fred Hicks, you want to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, I would say that an R- uh, I'm an RPG designer, but all of that happened long ago. Um, I'm an RPG publisher, um, and we are in the process of uh, branching out slowly into other spheres of gaming, um, like, uh, like board games and... Um, high-end stuff like uh, Dice and, and Fiction and so forth. Uh, the company I run is Evil Hat. Uh, we publish Fate Core, Dresden Files RPG, um, and uh, recently released a board game called Don't Turn Your Back, which I think I have here. Um, you should probably show it to people. I turned my back on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, and then? Um, my name is John Cremondo. I'm a graphic designer by trade and a fetal game designer. <laughs> fetal game designer. Um, yeah, I've been working in graphic design for over 14 years, and it's I've been able to survive on it, and I think everybody can with a good work ethic. I'm also I've also um, created a game world called Warrior Princesses, Warrior Princesses in the Realm of Ever After, and my upcoming game is called Gotcha Fighter. Cool. Um, so basically, what we're going to talk about today is just you know working with artists, how to work with artists. Uh, how to find artists, mm-hmm. which is something that a lot of new game designers ask me about. Um, I, I have to say I'm lucky with artists because I put up my game company website in 1995, and uh, every two or three weeks I get an email from an artist asking yeah. for work. I mean, I, I find that to be a fairly uh, common experience. I, one of the one of the sad truths is that uh, or glorious truth, depending on which side of the relationship you're on, is that the supply of art out there versus demand is vast. Yes. Right. Um, yeah. uh, uh, the, the risk factor that comes with that, of course, is that there's a chance for less scrupulous publishers to really take advantage of the fact that they are the um, 
uh, the, the very tightly constrained demand portion of that equation. Um, uh, and I think it's led to a certain amount of price stability over that 20-year span right? Yeah. Uh, in terms of what uh, game companies uh, tend to pay, uh, uh, even as you know, the economy has done its Watusi. Yeah. Um, and, and that's true. Uh, I will say uh, I have a, generally a very specific idea in mind when I'm doing a project. Mm -hmm. And what I'll do is I keep all of those emails. I have a standard email that I reply to people with at this point, which is, we don't have anything going on right now, but if a project comes up that you look like you'd be a good fit for, I'll get back in touch with you, mm -hmm. basically. Uh, um, I was I was doing the keeping those emails thing for yeah. a while, but I ended up dropping a lot of um, artists from like, like my conscious thought by, oh, by yeah, right. so what I've started doing I've seen uh, what you started yes, doing <laughs> because I also started sharing it on Twitter because I can't help it you're the one who called me pathologically transparent yes so yes you did that was a number of years back but yes uh, uh, it, as, as true that is it is today yeah um, but uh, I uh, uh, yeah so what I started doing uh, was uh, uh, asking them if they didn't have a uh, Pinterest pinnable profile online to please put one up because that is the way that I will remember them. Um, so any artist that's like really particularly gotten my attention, I've uh, pinned to my artists that have my attention uh, uh, board, which also echoes out to Twitter, and that way I'm indirectly potentially also getting them access to a bunch of other clients, um, even though they were contacting me first. Definitely including um, me, because yeah. I go and look at those. <laughs> yeah. um, and some of them are, are, are you know, ultimately priced out of the range that um, I can afford for, for certain projects. Um, some of them might you know, be good for um, specifically only certain kinds of projects, but um, guaranteed uh, getting access to, you know, I don't know, 20 other publishers who are, who are following me instead of just me is, is you know, a benefit. So that's something to think about uh, as an artist, uh, is getting a, getting a portfolio that can actually have its images show up on um, uh, Pinterest because not all automated artist portfolio sites allow for that. Um, uh, and you know, I, I get that because uh, the reason they don't is to protect the artist's work from being stolen, stolen and put yeah. somewhere else, although a screenshot can often get around that. Um, uh, uh, but I think in this age of social media, especially social media talent recruiting, which happens, I think, a fair amount these days. Well, um, yeah, it's sorry. Um, uh, it's uh, I think it's fairly vital to be to present your work in a way that is shareable, um, uh, and you know that amounts to a certain amount of trust that people will also appropriately credit you when they're sharing. Um, uh, but uh, uh, at least in my case, I, I think the benefits of uh, getting onto that board, um, because there are some people in here who have already said that they follow that and, and make use of it, um, uh, is something of a counterbalance to that. Sure. Uh, so you need to think about that when you're putting it on it. Uh, I actually kind of like to take a sort of temperature of the room and see sure. what people are Sorry. interested in talking about. Yeah. I asked you onto the panel, I know what you're yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rose's going to run his mouth, I better put him in where he's, where he's flanked, so we can at least get him from both sides. Uh, so what, did, did, are there any like specific questions folks had that you would like to see covered right now? I mean, go ahead and raise your hand. Uh, yeah. You first. All right, uh, <laughs> finding artists. Oh, you finding artists. finding and pay. I mean, right. Ones are getting a grasp of what that is, uh, how to do it, some ideas, and okay. pay, you know, an idea of scale, maybe? Sure. And uh, what I would do is, if, if you're a, definitely, if you're a very small starting publisher and you're doing stuff on a tighter budget, have a budget for art. Like, say, you know, understand how much you're willing to pay 
and be flexible. Uh, I've taken a variety of approaches to art. Um, this is strictly on the budgeting side. We'll talk about finding artists in a sec. Yeah, yeah. But uh, basically, I have a product. My Bulldogs product has tons of color art in it, which is expensive. But I knew that going in. Mm -hmm. I budgeted for it. And I've worked with a number of people to create these pieces. Um, so, you know, like every other page just about has a piece of art on it. But when I was doing some of my... <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but uh, when I was doing some of my earlier projects, um, I got away with doing less art just by making it splashier. Mm -hmm. um, both How We Came to Live Here and Mortal Coil essentially use, like, uh, chapter plates which are full page yeah, pieces, yeah. but there's no other art in it. It's all yeah. just uh, layout design. It, it, yeah, if you're if you're uh, if you are or uh, are working with a, a talented graphic designer, there are a number of things that can feel to a reader like yeah, the appropriate yeah. tempo of art has been yeah. met, even though it hasn't. Right. Know, this is just a very nicely presented table in about the same tempo of where you'd Actually, see an yeah. art piece. Right. And and the way I, w when I did those, basically that meant I had like five or six pieces of art, which meant that I could afford to, you know... Include the cover. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and including the cover, yeah. And, but that I could afford to work with somebody who was able to do the very specific things that I wanted to do, right? And uh, I was also able to spend a little more per piece for those because I wasn't getting as many. Whereas and my piece rate yeah. for Bulldogs is a lot lower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, on the flip side of that, on the artist side of it, like, don't be afraid to, like, do less with your art. Seriously. Don't, don't over-detail. Don't, over, don't overdo it. Like, like if you're getting paid for a certain amount, figure out what you're comfortable working, how long you want to work, and then give that person... They might, they're not going to tell you their budget, obviously, but, like, at least you can give them a... Oh, you well. I mean, again, depending on reputation. Like, if you get the budget and you want to work with the budget, like, figure out how long you want to spend on it. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. there, you know, dip, again, good reputation here, so you'll be able to like work out something. Some people less so, yeah. you know, right. want to really save the money, but like, figure out how much you're willing to work, yeah. how much you're willing to. I do it by hour. Like, I know illustration was by page, quarter yeah. page, half page, yeah. right? Um, on more of the graphic design part, it's by an hour. Oh yeah, graphic design. Yeah. yeah. So like, do do whatever you're comfortable with. Charge, charge, and it, it's okay to charge little because you're doing less of your yeah. work, yeah. and they'll be fine with it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? well, I mean, it, it, it's very helpful if you've got like a sample of this is me doing essentially like low detail, medium detail, high detail, yeah. right? Um, <coughs> and the, the the rates will slide yeah, the depending slide. on this container, so they have yeah. a sense of like, okay, if I'm if I'm paying you essentially cut rate, <laughs> yeah, um, what's the what, what what's am I going to get? The right. yeah. What am I going to get out yeah. of it? Um, yeah. Because some people. He's got might, to eat. might conversationally agree yeah. to that, but not visually understand what the yeah. result is well, going to be. Well, you know, the, like you, Fred, I'm very open about my budget. I'm usually like, I know this is what I have to spend, mm -hmm. right? And if, and if if you're open about that, what you're going to avoid is resentments, right? So yeah. that, uh, like yeah, yeah, right. Because I'm like, oh, I've got $500 to spend, and then the artist can come back to me and say, this is what I can get you for $500. And then if that's not enough, I'll say, okay, well, thanks, but maybe we'll work again on another project, mm -hmm. right? Rather than me trying to, you know, squeeze as much out of them as I can and then getting angry at me. That, yeah. You know. yeah, and a little generalization. In terms of an artist, like, it's a very emotional thing, yeah. and very few have a business side to them, Yeah. right? So as long as you cultivate a little bit of business... It's okay. You're not going against your artistic expression, your right. integrity, or anything yeah. like that. And that's the way to balance it out. So I do. I do want to address the finding of the artist thing that you were asking about. And 
at first it was it was difficult for me. You know, I, I my very first project. 1995. Well, I, I don't necessarily think in terms of uh, percentages. Um, what I'm trying to do I'm as games, right, yeah. What I'm trying to do is the paradigm with uh, role playing games these days is get the layout done first with placeholder rectangles for where the art will go, and then look at those and construct a budget based on their essentially dimensions. Um, uh, Not how I work, but that's fine. Well, right. I'm, <laughs> if you can do that, that's great. Um, a lot of a lot of stuff uh, it involves. Uh, uh, hey, we got all this art. Now it's time to do, do the layout. And um, as someone who does. The layout, you know, at least half the time for Evil Hat, um, uh, that starts to drive me mad. And if I can essentially spend a few extra months before release on a product, and I, and I can these days, I have that luxury, um, uh, doing it the way that I described, uh, layout first, then art, then place art into into it, uh, means that I don't have any waste. I don't right. have uh, a piece that actually doesn't have anywhere that it fits. Mm -hmm. Which did or happen on the, project, on the Bulldogs project, because yeah. you laid that out for me, actually, yeah. the first book. And there yeah. was a couple of pieces that didn't get used just because there was no spot for them. Right, and you, know, you can find ways to put deploy those later, but you have to have a later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, because otherwise that's that's essentially slop in your, in, in your art budget. So I, 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 that, what I'm talking about is a somewhat more time-consuming but more of an efficiency play right. uh, in terms of your art dollar. I, I tend to have a very. Uh, I, I tend to come from, come at my projects from a very design perspective, mm -hmm. actually, and um, so I tend to have like an idea of what I want it to look like before I'm even done writing yeah. it. So I tend to like know what yeah, artists yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. work with and that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. So one of the things that was knocking about when I was starting out with publishing uh, role playing games was the the idea I referred to a tempo earlier. Uh, the sense of about this often is how often a piece of art should show up. And the idea was about every four pages, you should have maybe a quarter page piece of art. Um, so you can, once you've done a few bits of layout and you have sort of a general sense of what your word per, words per page thing is, you can look at just the text draft, look at the word count, divide it by your words per page, divide that by four, and then you and know start how many and have a starting yeah. basis for your for your for your art construction. Um, uh, I have a post up on deadlyfriendly.com. Uh, it's spelled like it sounds. Um, uh, that uh, I think is titled "The Secret Cost of Publishing Revealed" or something like that. Um, if you can find that, I I talk about like art costs and a number of other costs and so forth. If you're looking for like an overall guidance for yeah. budget construction, cool, um, so I will so go that back. Can help. Uh, yeah, I do want to get us back yeah, to yeah, the yeah. finding artist part. <laughs> um, sorry, Brett. To yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you knew you had to talk over. Exactly. Me. <laughs> I know. Uh, so. Like I said, I started in '95, and that was a lot harder because there wasn't, you know, there, there wasn't Pinterest, there wasn't uh, yeah. DeviantArt, there wasn't uh, people posting web comics everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Right. I, I was working on a project which has still not come to fruition, but I <laughs> did, uh, in fact, have a yeah, specific style of art that I wanted. And what I did is I went online and I found a few people who were doing that, and then I just sort of like followed around links from their sites to other people that they knew and. You know, just did a little detective work online till I found some artists who were doing the kind of work that I wanted, and then uh, just emailed them. <laughs> and uh, 
mostly they got back to me because they're artists yeah. and they yeah. like yeah. having yeah. work. The ones, so. you, the, the ones you get back to you promptly, uh, this is true of all types of artists, writers, etc., um, are, are, are often the ones that you want to work with yes. because it means they're they're paying attention. It means that their um, their communication had communicating with their clients is you know, <laughs> potentially a priority, you know, and, and, and things like that. And uh, uh, I've I've often done very well by. Um, the, like paying attention to yeah. okay, who is the promptest emailer? Okay, the, um, they're they're a person I can keep working. Yeah, with. the mantra is a great artist that's late is worse yes. than a good artist that's on time. Yes, that can yeah. hit a deadline. Yeah, like that's yeah, that's you know that's, I mean? that's that's certainly another part of, part of that same. You know, Occasionally, you find the unicorn. Yes, the unicorn. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the the it's great artist who's on time and is also affordable. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and those people you give constant work to. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm sorry that Kurt's get. not here. Cause yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that, that's the thing. I'm like, actually kind of glad because that means no one else is going to meet him. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> and that, yeah, and, and in terms of an artist, like, if you can pull off a long-term relationship, mm-hmm. that's it's fantastic. so awesome. It's yeah. fantastic. <laughs> Even if it's like you, you're, you're charging less, it's good to have those relationships because that, that puts you through the lean times. Yeah. Yep. You had a question too? I did. Um, so, I'm a first time designer. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I generally got when I was trying to do research is working with artists is sort of the purview of publishers, not designers. Like, I, I was, I put out the questions, and I trust about a third of what I see on the internet anyway. But, you know, I said, what should I do to get, to find some sort of artwork? Because I'm not necessarily in trying to self publish, I don't think I have the head for that kind of thing. Um, and so, how much? If I start talking, when I start talking to others, how much should I have an artist on board? No, well, I mean, I, if, if, what, if you're just you yeah, if you are intending to do work for a publisher, right? Um, yeah, uh, ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, from a product perspective, art is about packaging. It's how the writing design that you did gets turned into a product and, and presented to the world. So that's something that a, a publisher is going to want to have very strong control over. That doesn't mean you can't have any input into it, but that really strongly varies from uh, publisher to publisher. Yeah. Like uh, with our, uh, uh, we do uh, like a monthly setting for uh, Fate uh, through a Patreon, uh, our Fate Worlds project. Um, with that, uh, whenever uh, our writers turn in their final draft, we also ask them to write up like a page or two of art suggestions. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, it's there's no guarantee or requests or whatever. There's no guarantee that what they're putting on that page is going to get in there, but it tends to give us uh, things like these characters look this way, mm. um, and you know tend to carry these kinds of things. So you've at least got your your proper sense of pieces parts that mm. will make sense when put next to the text. Right. Um, but then ultimately it goes on to uh, as a publisher, it then goes on to like the person who's doing the art direction, whether it's me, whether it's Marissa Kelly or someone else. Um, uh, and uh, that person like takes those requests, uh, 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 reads through the text as well, uh, uh, and then writes up the art spec and takes care of working with the artist talent and so forth there. So, um, uh, you know, this could range from from the writer could range from nothing being you know the, nothing being asked or, or provided uh, to the publisher to the um, uh, to the author, uh, uh, particularly if that author is Steve Long. Um, uh, for writing up very specifically every single piece that you're, 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 you, you want to have in it, um, uh, as I've done uh, done art direction for uh, Hero Games in the past, and uh, that's how that worked. But uh, I think I think generally what you'll get is a uh, uh, writer designer saying, 
I'm thinking of this as sort of like an Art Deco look, uh, and uh, this character has a jetpack. You know, the, 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 you know, Real very, basics, ba very yeah. basic stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, what is the stuff that must be seen in the image for it to make at all sense with yeah. the game design? And that's that's probably the midpoint, mm -hmm. um, uh, and where where that's going to be most common. But so you, it's not really something to prethink if you're, yeah, if if you're you planning to sell your text to someone else. If you don't have a publisher that you're that you've settled on yet, then I wouldn't worry about it just yet because yeah, they might have a work out. You're gonna, yeah, you're going to work that out with the publisher once you have uh, that sort of yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I own a brand design and you know, web design company, and I, we've traditionally worked with a lot of like you know business service kind of like high end white collar stuff. And I realized the other day that we'd rather work with people I actually like working with. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so we, we got you know, one game design company. We did you know, twenty seven illustrations where I was like, "This is my home." You know, I'm finally excited about this. So right. my question is for you guys: I'm trying to figure out the price ranges and like what's because I know every industry is different, and especially working with like indie games and startup companies, like, you know, they're probably not going to have the same <coughs> budgets, but that doesn't really matter because I want to work with companies. Like I said, I want to do stuff that I'm really excited about and not just kind of churn out work. Where do I start pricing stuff at? Like, how do I how do I have those conversations? It's, well, you know, uh, it's a whole different industry. Uh, for me, uh, a lot of publishers are not themselves artists, right. so there's an interesting disconnect that is not necessarily curable. Uh, um, unless you unless you find a publisher that's willing to essentially pay by the hour, because obviously a more complicated piece is going to take more time. But if it's in the same frame size, that's the side that that's the side that the publisher's thinking about. I've got a quarter page piece here that I need need to fill. Right. Um, and by the way, here are two thousand details to put in that versus like make it a character on a blank background. Right? <laughs> yeah, you know, right. Yeah. Those those might end up being priced the same on the publisher end because they're thinking about dimensions, dimensions right. instead of yeah. complexity. Um, I have done it with one or two artists specifically because they that was how they worked and I really wanted them to like do cover art or something like that. I, I was just um, talking to Mark Truman. He's it worked but it blew my budget a little that, bit. But we'll see how it goes. Yeah. He actually hired the guy who did the art for masks. He hired him as a part time employee. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, it. Yeah. I just if there's some more standards. I, the, yeah. the, the, the standards, like I was saying, there hasn't been a lot of shift in it over the past 20 years. Um, <laughs> right. Which is... When I got into indie publishing, uh, the, <coughs> the general guideline was um, 100 bucks for a full-page black-and-white image, 200 bucks for a full-page color. And this is RPG, right? Okay. Card art, card game art tends to be... Sorry? Like an 8.5 by 11 is what you Yes, because that was the size of page that most people were publishing in at the time. Yeah. Um, these days, uh, uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that's in like Digester six by nine, and I have redefined six by nine as our full page at Evil Hat, which means we're actually paying more, <coughs> more than we used to. But um, on a tablet screen, your eight and a half page is the same size yeah. as a six by nine page right. most yeah. of the time, right? Um, uh, so there's that kind of factor in the consideration there too. But uh, uh, you know, and then you subdivide it. Uh, and so forth. Now, some artists, when I used to do that, just straight up mathematics subdivision, uh, you know, a quarter page is a quarter of the cost of the full page. Right. Uh, they would say actually, because like there's still a certain amount of complexity in the quarter page, that hmm. would also be the complexity in a in a, in a full page one. Um, uh, they'd want higher. the quarter page rate to be like more like a third of the full page, uh, or sometimes even a half of the full page, uh, and so forth. So th you're going to get some sort of continuum between your 
your small spot illustration and your full page piece. Um, uh, a lot of artists also treat that as essentially complexity dial, right? I, they're willing to put in more detail and c complex work on that full page piece versus the, the, the spot illustration or the quarter page or half page or whatever. Um, uh, so wait, yeah, so it was 100 for uh, black and white, 200 for, for, for color, but wiggle around all that. I mean, right, it's, it's yeah. always going to be a negotiation, yeah. which gets into the contract part of this that we're going to talk right. about. And, and, and I tend to do it basically piecework, like I'll pay per piece, right? And then I'll commission someone for 10 pieces or something. Yeah, right? yeah. What I have right now is a spreadsheet that what I, uh, because I lay out, or, or have somebody lays out the, the thing, and we know like all of the rectangles that need to get arted. Right. Um, uh, I put in the dimensions of those rectangles in the spreadsheet, and it, I think it essentially, um, it's usually color work. It ascribes, it rounds up to the closest eighth of a page that those, that, that surface area uh, uh, covers, uh, uh, and then multiplies that by $25. So at a full page, eight eighths, you get $200, and you get a nice sliding scale somewhere in there. And then I can tally that up and say, okay, I've got 15 pieces here, and the budget for that looks to be about $2,000. Then I can negotiate around that $2,000 figure without necessarily, like, going into each individual piece because some of them are going to by their nature be lower detail some of them are going to be higher detail but hopefully the idea is that that averages out such that the overall budget figure which I could you know go up a couple hundred go down a couple hundred whatever um, uh, uh, gets into the range of so that now we can just comfortably negotiate on the job versus like piece by piece mm -hmm. yeah. that was, that was great sure uh, what level of ownership on the images is that rate yeah, that's where we start to get the contract then, so. right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's fine um, it, that's a range right. yeah. just okay. yeah alright so um, now it <laughs> like traditionally <laughs> like once you this is I guess how, I guess how it worked so one of the great artists we were talking about earlier Whenever I've done Don't art, hire him. I have plans. Last we meet. Yes. I yes. Uh, this is Kurt Komoda, a professional artist working mostly for RPGs now. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, yeah. He did all the art on Fate Four and uh, a number of other things. That's awesome. Sorry. Oh. First time I meet him. I don't know how long years. Long years. Okay, yeah, probably. You, you, you <laughs> talk to these people and don't <laughs> have their conversation. Um, <laughs> assume that you don't own the art unless you've had a that you make a contract specifically. Like, mm -hmm. You know, like graphic design, again, coming from that world, like, you you get paid, and then that's theirs. Yeah. Like, and that's always, that's graphic design is not is it, transportable. It's, it's not, not resellable. Resellable. Yeah. Right. Um, Illustration-wise, even when I've done illustration, I've kind of done that only because of the world I was coming from. Mm -hmm. But as, as long as you can reproduce, if you're allowed to reproduce it for your own stuff, like, you know, selling art pages or, you know, portfolio... That should be good. I mean, again, contract. Always yeah. get a contract. Uh, this, uh, yeah, uh, uh, yes, always get a contract, but we can dig into that, I'm sure, <laughs> where I'm going to say a bunch of things that trigger more questions. Uh, but uh, things to think about are, um, uh, does the artist retain the right to resell, reuse, mm -hmm. uh, and so forth? Um, definitely make sure that that's something that they can put up on their portfolio, because... Frankly, it's not very smart not to do that because when they put art up on their portfolio and it's awesome, and you, what you ask them when you're saying, yes, you can put it up on your portfolio, just link back to our product listing yeah. on our site, yeah. it's advertising. Yeah. Um, it's advertising that um, 
It works both ways. Yeah, exactly. It It works works in both directions. Um, uh, uh, Are you able to confer those rights to a third-party publisher that's doing a translation of your work? Um, uh, If it's a card game or board game, do you also uh, uh, have you also secured the rights that you can confer those to a person who's making an app, um, a video game version of it? Um, you might think that there's an absolutely no chance that that will ever happen to your card game, and that's probably 99% true, but that you, you've got to plan for your 1% yeah. cases when you're thinking about the, the rights that you're asking for. Um, but generally what I find to be um, reasonably ethical and friendly to both sides is the artist retains ownership, but you lease uh, in essentially perpetuity so that you can do as however many... Pr- reprints that you need to of your book or whatever mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, the right to publish it in the forms that are um, specified uh, in the contract are, are, are what you yeah what you what, what you specify in the contract are what you, you know, the original project and derivations of that project that are basically translations of that project into other media or languages or new editions uh, or new editions <laughs> right, yeah. um, uh, so like th- th- that's that's kind of the thing there 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 are certainly other ways you can go you can ask to essentially own lock stock and barrel the, the entire piece of art um, uh, I would some, probably pay more for those yeah um, you, you'd be yeah. paying up to double yeah um, or okay. possibly even more um, for mm-hmm. art that no no really you walk away with although again it's a um, Publishers' market as far as the supply of art versus demand for art goes. Uh, so there are any number of um, publishers out there who will just say, "No, the only thing we do is this standard rate, which is the same that this other guy who is only leasing the image mm-hmm. from you um, uh, uh, is paying you." But we're going to own the whole thing, and, that, and th- that's a decision that the artist has to make about whether or not they want to work for that rate, but um, just not getting the piece of art anymore. What's the difference for the artist between the person who owns it outright versus I'm leasing it from you? Is is it just the portfolio? Uh, or it, no, it's not just the portfolio. The uh, the artist could potentially sell that image again to a different publisher to use in a different context. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, uh, you know, um, they might it might also have leave the door open such that the artist could say, I if you're going to start putting that design on like a T-shirt. I'd mm-hmm. like to get some percentage of the T-shirts revenue sales right. because you know it's okay. essentially the product at that point is essentially just the art as opposed to the art as as packaging yeah, for the, for the content. Yeah, T-shirts is a completely different a, art market than yeah, it's a very different. So yeah, there 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 all there are all sorts of like edge cases and outside of the context of your game situations that um, that an artist could potentially harvest art from there, but really. I, I think a lot of the time it doesn't get resold, but the fact that you've done it strengthens the relationship with the artist. I mean, what's what's your history with this sort of, uh, you know, what, how, how do you have a lot of different kinds of contracts that you work with, or no? I work in the RPG market; it's pretty much the same. Okay, yeah. and um, yeah, I haven't had any problems whatsoever. Oh, that's good. None whatsoever. And I'm also pretty lenient. Like I, you, you I, I tell them they can use it for anything they want. Yeah, right. You can use it as many times as you want. As you want. I, I'm not. I feel very guilty, even when um, remember those foreign publishers were yeah. contacting me. I feel guilty selling the same. It's the easiest, by the way. If you're an artist, it's the best money in the world. It's yeah. so Prius has oh, I've already done all the work yeah. on that, and I get another two hundred dollars for it. Awesome. Send me a couple thousand dollars yeah. for sending a zip file, yeah. and I almost feel guilty about that. Yeah. But I'm also a terrible business. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, part, part, part of the part of the reason that I, uh, 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 at least in that time frame, were, were, was like, nope, this is just for Evil Hats. You know, we're the book. Mm-hmm. Is that 
you know, I was I, I felt kind of conscious of um, where the RPG market was able to pay versus what like living wage art there's a gap yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 and I'm like well if this happens to be popular enough that somebody wants to do a foreign translation and I send them over and it gets you an extra I yeah. know even a hundred bucks that's you know the that's Koreans it. bought it twice for some reason <laughs> oh, I don't know why and I made sure he, I said you already, you already bought this but I think he bought it for a different publication of it or something no, okay <laughs> I reduced the price but really, yeah, yeah, yeah you really want to pay well, me again okay and, yeah, really <laughs> and, if, and if you feel like um, I'm not providing any additional value here or something like that and I don't that, you know and I've been paid enough for the the, the art product and so yeah. you can always say to them no I'm just gonna here's your here's my signature and, and, and you get it you yeah. know it's not always going to turn into the artist reselling it right. um, uh, but that depends wildly on artist yeah. artist temperament and what the original contract covered yeah. Did you have so, a question, Jason? Um, I was just going to comment that resale, it works very well. Thank you, Fred, for everything except for Baycor. Thank <laughs> her for relicensing it. You are? You are most welcome. Jason, started with Baycor way back when. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. There's, I have a cover for one of my current products, uh -huh. which cost me 150 bucks. Is that the Julie Dillon piece? Use. Was that a Julie Dillon piece? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, nice. I'm like, how did he get Julie Dillon? <laughs> oh, okay, that, that explains it. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Jeff, did you have a question? So I'm obviously managing a creative process well, will often get you better creative stuff out of it. I know how to do writing very well, right. to manage it well, because I'm a writer, but not being an artist, I don't have a lot of insight into how to manage an mm -hmm. artist well. And so I have this sense that for the same amount of money, I could be getting much better art if I were writing art direction much better. For example, like what are, what are characteristics question. of the most phenomenally successful art direction that you have written? Uh, that I have written? Yeah, that <laughs> have gotten you really good art, right? Like, is it is there a depth of detail that you describe that you feel like gets you great art? Is, there's obviously some amount of detail that's too much. The artist is not going to be able to right. do that. There's obviously some amount that is too little. My, uh, yeah, I mean, visually, Personally, my, my art direction is typically about a paragraph for a piece, yeah. um, and I also talk very specifically about what style I want it to be in. Talk about style, talk about, talk explicitly about, like, talk racial diversity, body type diversity, like things like that. that right, style. that's what I do. Yeah. I yeah. use reference for Yeah, style. you always use reference yeah. art, because if yeah. you're dealing with a visual person, it'll work out yeah. just uh, as Provide well. references yeah. unless yeah. you already know their style and say, yeah. do, you know, yeah. do, do yeah. like yeah. the thing yeah. that you've already done. Yeah. I kind of know that if I'm like, I need, you know, line art in this style, he's just going to do it. What I really like about Kurt is that he can work in like a dozen different discrete styles um, uh, and you wouldn't necessarily be able to tell that it was from the, from the same artist because you're, you're very chameleonic in that, that sense. But some artists have a very specific style and you're, you're just going to get that and that's part of why you want reasonably detailed portfolio that you can look at online right. and get a sense of their range. And, um, and from a style perspective, actually, this kind of goes back to the finding artists thing. I look for artists who are already working in the style that I want, mm -hmm. because then it's much easier for me mm -hmm. to yeah. be able to, you know, I'll know that... Here are they, links to the three images that you did that are right in the front. And, and, and then I know that they already have the experience to be able to work in that style, and that the stuff that I'm going to get is the kind of thing that I want to look at, you know, that it's going to have the kind of look that I want. But to answer your semi-original question, um, I think, uh, uh, I tend to err on the side of somewhat overly detailed, but I also couple that with an upfront of, I'm going to give you a sense of the scene that you're depicting, framing 
and like detail levels are mm -hmm. going to constrain that and there are going to be parts you're going to edit out of it, but I'd rather give you a little more detail yeah. than you actually need so you can figure out compositionally what works and what doesn't. Right. Um, the downside of that is that sometimes I it ends up coming across like I'm asking for more detail than I'm necessarily worthily paying for. Hmm. Um, uh, so that's why you kind of have to be upfront of like, sure, yes, you can't possibly fit all of this in there, but this is what's happening in the scene that you're doing. Right. Um, uh, I also try to, if I can do it, I try to do uh, art and stages such that uh, like if there's a character that's going to show up in several different things, uh, do the drawing of that character first that's going to be next to their stat block or whatever. Uh, and then, and then, that, yeah. and then say, okay, all, all this stuff, or or I'll put it all in the same spec, but I'll, I'll when I'm writing out the stuff that has the character, I'm like, please look to this thing towards the end, because you probably want to do that piece first. And or basically, like iconics is what that would be like, you know, yeah. or, or characters that like, are being this is what Jet Black yeah. looks like. This is what Sally Slick looks yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. Let's yeah. get those guys and then put them in the scene. So I actually want to hear from these two. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys like to receive as a taste? Uh, oh, very. Um, yeah. Um, I like to actually speak. You know, I mean, you I, like I to talk get, in I person. like to talk in person. And why are you sitting next to me? <laughs> you know, not not say in person, but like over the phone. Uh, right. But also visual, because it's easier to like get a sense of the art style if you're talking about art style. But again, what you want in the scene after we speak, an email, and again, you get both more more senses, the better. Yeah, that's the that's how I like to do stuff. Sure, you know. Well, that's 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 that's, that's kind of like. Redundancy. Yeah, redundancy. Redundancy is key. Yeah. Like it, because like you, you're gonna have this conversation. Maybe like a week later, you start on it, mm -hmm. depending on. And then you're like, "What did we talk about?" What did we yeah, talk yeah. about? <laughs> you know. And then you have the you have the email, and then the email reminds you, "Oh yeah, this this is uh, you know that's yeah, yeah. that's the best." And again, visual right. visual art references also. Good. Yeah, we haven't done it, but yeah, ideally the best is to sit down with a sketch pad and as yeah. you're talking, I, I quickly thumbnail it out and say something like that. You say, "Oh no, maybe move this over here." But usually that doesn't happen. Usually it's through emails, so I'll have to just do a pencil. But what I like to hear is a very, you know, specific things combined with have fun with it. It's, right, yeah. Yeah. It's, I, yeah, mean, I, I mean, don't mind something very specific. I they wouldn't be a shot. Make it look yeah, like they wouldn't be hiring you if they didn't want. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I can't point to, like, the specific, uh, uh, like, piece of art direction that I wrote that was, was my favorite, although getting to get a cyber gorilla on the front of a game <laughs> that this guy drew was pretty great. Um, uh, <laughs> But uh, the, the strategy, the approach that I find works best for me is for me to have like a strong visual image in my, in my head of what it could be, write that out as clearly as I can, and then be flexible about how the artist's alchemy on that changes it into their version of that, which is probably going to be more <laughs> awesome than my visual, and not necessarily line up with it directly, but it's going to get in the ballpark. Um, yeah, and uh, with, so with the Bulldogs, I mean, I have a you know, there's alien species in that game because it's a sci-fi fantasy, and I, there's specific ways that they're supposed to look. So yeah, I gotta Ewoks give reference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my Ewoks are angry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's there's ways that they gotta look. So mm -hmm. I've gotta um, I've gotta provide reference for that. And then when people send stuff back in, and I'm like, this isn't quite what I want yeah. this species to look like. I gotta go back. You know that one. Yeah. That one is. You know, it's a, it can be a little trickier. Yeah. Especially yeah. because I mean, if you, yeah, if you're doing a big buy, you really need to like figure out what are the concept conceptual tent poles for all the other art, oh, yeah. and get those defined and done first. And, like and okay, all of our aliens look th these ways. Now repeat them in yeah, these and then, different. And if you're doing the work, 
don't just blast the final like so quick. You want to yeah. do it in stages and then show them, hey, am I going the right way? Yeah. Yes, okay, continue some more. Continue yeah. some more. I always try to get at least a sketch yeah. approval yeah. stage yeah. Yeah. Uh, before yeah. they go into the finals because yeah. it, it, as, as many opportunities for course correction that the artist is willing to like offer you, yeah. take them. Yeah. Um, but at the very least, ask for like a sketch approval stage before they start doing like the inking, the painting, and whatever. Along that line, how do you as artists handle things like revisions or like I don't like this? Can you change this? Like, how does that work? Some artists mind? have a have a limit on how many changes you can ask for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes uh, that's in the final. Contract. Be upfront. Be upfront. Yeah. That's the. Yeah, sometimes that's in the contract, and they'll say, "Could we put I in a clause?" Yeah. 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 They they might say put in a clause uh, that says up to three revisions. Like you know, you, uh, if it's not specified in the contract, and you feel like you've been getting a lot of experiences where you've been asking for revision, 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 um, uh, it's definitely the time to like start asking for limiters in the contract. And, and if you um, work digitally, layers. Don't yes. use yeah. many layers. Yeah, always use layers. Things. Always, yeah, always yeah, yeah. use so layers. Much yeah, that guy's head's on in the wrong direction. Yeah. Oh, it's so much easier. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, that's totally happened. As oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because at any point, even if you're doing traditionally, like, on physical media, everything goes to a computer. That's just the way yeah, it is right. now. Mm-hmm. So, but layers. Want digital you want to... Publishers are going to want digital yeah. delivery. Yeah. Uh, and a good and scanner. And yeah. it's interesting because, like, I don't tend to have a lot of changes. I mean, my... I don't think I've ever gone back to an artist more than twice on an individual piece. Yeah. Uh, but that's also because I'm super careful about who I work with. Right. You know? I mean, I, I, I used to be, like, the sole art director for Evil Hat, and now I'm starting to, like, delegate that some. Because uh, uh, that's fun. Um, uh, and uh, at least one of my um, art directors uh, now, uh, she asked for, like, a few more revisions than I, I normally would, but... Generally, I'm seeing that that's happening in the like pencil slash sketch stage, um, right. which is the time when it should be happening. Right, and those are much lower impact. It's like, uh, no, that sketch doesn't have like the composition that I was going for. Let's try a little bit more of a worm's eye view. Like, hopefully, it's a sketch. It didn't take too long. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, and um, one of the things that I do is I tend to work with someone for like you know three or four pieces, five pieces, maybe to start if I haven't ever worked with yeah, them that, before. Yeah, that's a good idea. Too. That way, that I, I, you know, I'll get stuff that I can use even if I'm not 100 percent satisfied with it. Um, but then I'll know that if they're really difficult to work with, that I'm not going to be going well, back. So, yeah, interesting. Yeah. That, that's that's part of why uh, that's that's sort of the the ulterior business motive behind uh, the Evil Hats uh, Fate World Patreon is uh, it, it defines uh, like up to fifteen thousand word projects that end up being like no more than a uh, like forty eight to sixty page six by nine book, um, and that usually means like in the mid teens of art pieces. Right. We usually do single artists, so it's an opportunity for us to. Potentially try out a new writer and see how see how they do within, within these constraints, and it's a chance to sample um, an artist's ability to deliver deliver uh, images that are like in, in in the pocket, get a really good sampling of, of their style, um, uh, uh, and also not be risking an even larger amount of money on a on a much larger book uh, or more, more complicated right. pieces. And and and. and, and they, in particular, want to cultivate a relationship. Yeah, it sounds yeah, like absolutely. So yeah. you know, totally do art and totally do art for whoever you can. But when you find people that want to like stick with you, hang on, baby, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> you know, just no, seriously, like that—that's the best because because that's because okay. So you hang on with people; they'll give you consistent work. Maybe not so much money. 
you know, it happens. But like, but, but sometimes it's consistency is a lot more delicious it's, 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 than yeah, exactly. Than yeah, right. so you know, that's that's also yeah. well, and, and that because I yeah I do that and I develop yeah. relationships, then I've got people that I know that I've got I've got clutch artists, right? Yeah. People who I'm like, this is this is an urgent project. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're screwed. Unscrew us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> uh, because I know that if I go to them and even with a short deadline, I'm going to get good stuff back, yeah. right? So yeah. yeah. Yeah, developing a relationship is great, uh, and I do like, you know, your your comment actually on single artists for the project. I'm actually super that that's a great idea. It's it's a great idea, and it's very difficult to do on large projects. Yeah, or and it's not, and it's something that you flat out should not do uh, if you have never used the artist before. Oh yeah, absolutely. Unless not. it's yeah. on a unless it's on a limited scale like our like our like It's a cohesive works, look right? yeah. for the whole thing. Yeah, right, which I really think is like a cohesive, it, cohesive that's, look. That's but super, that, yeah, that's I another really case like where that, you're yeah. where you're getting a particular result by investing more time in it even if it's not necessarily yeah. investing more money. Yeah. Um, and artists will probably like that too just because you end up with like a bigger job. Well, yeah, with, like with a with yeah. with like a card game or a board game especially I particularly like to have like a, a, a single artist for it because it's so brand defining like particularly with uh, Don't Turn Your Back this is George all Catronis? sort of surreal yeah. yeah. Um, George Catronis, he does uh, uh, surrealistic uh, photo manipulated art. Um, and it's uh, it's it's a look unlike I see with almost any other artist. So I'm like, well, you are the right look for this game and I I'm not going to be going to anybody else. So, you know, is this a four-month project for you? Okay, it's a, it's a four-month project for you. And, you know, uh, and, that, and that's just what you what You, you pretty have much to worked with him on this line since Don't Read This Book, right? Yes, right, yeah. yeah. Once we yeah. started doing... Uh, actually, since Don't Lose Your Mind. Uh, oh, Don't Lose Your Mind, uh, right. Uh, so, yeah, yeah uh, the original one was uh, uh, me, and stock some, me and some stock photos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and then I found, uh, found George, and he's like, I can do all these sorts of things for uh, Don't Lose Your Mind. I'm like... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I've, I've used him on. Worked with him on Mortal Coil too. He's really good. Yeah, he's really good. Katrona. C O T R O N I S. Yeah. Um, he lives in what Denmark, Sweden, something, something like that. This is also a nice way to get find artists. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the, another another way to find artists well, is to find publishers. Yeah. Well, and, uh, and, and I ask them. Say, I like this piece from here. Well, look in the book it. and the see the name. With, with me not being able to pay a lot, I feel guilty about that. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I tend to, when I find people I like, I refer them to everyone. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> the publisher side of that. As far as we understand, yeah. though, it's like you know when I do commercial stuff uh, for ad stuff, it pays. Ridiculous! It's, it's more, really yeah. boring. It's really horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Looking for you guys, I understand. You know, it's it's based on what you guys make for yeah. the products, right? Doing. Yeah. But I love doing the work. Yeah. Right. So I'm willing to take a yeah. Know, I, do, I, I, I do. I, I do. I do a layout of a uh, of a, essentially a, a community phone book mm-hmm. uh, on an annual basis. It's as, as a fundraiser for for the school. Um, and I'm I'm talking about like a school. Schools are not like drenched in money. They still pay me. Two to three times what I've ever been paid for a single like complex book. Yeah, uh, uh, for, in, in, uh, yeah, for right. Games. Yeah, the, just, the, the day right. job is okay. Really, like that's yeah, it's what keeps you it keeps you alive. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, and it's also sometimes behind uh, the, as, as Kurt has shown a light on it. It's behind artists um, being willing to work for the RPG industry. Yeah. At it's because it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's exactly. the, it's the means of the RPG industry. Like there's only so far that that can reach. Yeah, if you want to um, see, if you want to see my day job, excuse me, sir, your, your shirt. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's, yeah. Mine. that's mine. Oh, you did that one. <laughs> yeah, I did that one. <laughs> so, so like a lot of that. You find the shirt is my is my. Shirt hunter. Yeah, that's a game. 
Yeah, yeah and that's the thing. It's, it's, it's good for us in the RPG market that our stuff is interesting, at least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah we, we can pay you in fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's our pitch. Honestly, better than exposure. Yeah. Right, it's true, right? <laughs> fun is better than fun exposure. Is better than exposure. <laughs> we, I will give you money and fun, as opposed right. to merely just money and reward. If you see an artist working for an RPG, at least you know that we work for that, that scale. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, right, yeah. 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 You don't yeah. have to shock them with yeah. the... Yeah, yeah, that's true. Not oh, even, yeah, that's not true. even, not even, right. like the big publishers. Well, big, big publishers. I think you can pay? get up. I think you can get up to like double to maybe triple what the the needs are paying. But it's, it's, it's not. It's a, not. It's not a, a, lot, a lot, yeah. now, a lot of the big publishers you do licensed games and just repurpose yeah. the uh, work from whatever they're licensing. You, you do. So. You get a bigger <laughs> swing in the range when yeah. you get outside of role playing games. Role playing games. Yeah. I mean, we're niche. Yeah. yeah. So. We, are, 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 we don't make a lot of niche. money either. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, card games, you can start at essentially the um, middle to upper end of what RPG goes and then go way beyond that. Like, uh, if you want to do, like, professional card-painted art, your pro rate is probably starting around 600 in image. Yeah. Um, uh, but that's for, like, painted art. That tends to be a... That, that tends to be... That tends to track to... Amount of time invested by the artist to create the image. Right. If and you're doing colored line art, you might be able to do 300 per image, and that's still like a fair pro rate. Yeah. But notice, still 150 percent of a full page piece for a role playing yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, and I'm talking about a piece of art that goes on a card, yeah. right? right? So, so if you want to save an art piece, they should like you know, graphic design is real good. A full painted piece is more like a cover piece for yeah, an RPG. Yeah, right? and yeah, a cover so, piece, yeah. a cover with an RPG, you might be looking at. Um, I'd probably start around 500 and potentially yeah. get into the thou- uh, low thousands. I typically pay around 500 for that. And yeah, most I, I, of my I, individual inside pieces are in the 100 to 200 yeah. range, like you were yeah. saying. So, yeah. yeah. So. Another thing. This is an aspect that um, I, I'm sure maybe you run into. The dimensions back in the old pen and paper days made a big difference. If yeah. you're looking at a 3 by 3 There's only so much physical cheaper. detail you can do. But right. in a computer, 3 by 3 there, versus 8 people by 18, are slow to really change. doesn't, doesn't make much of a difference. Yeah, yeah. people are slow, yeah. but you see, like, they're slow to, everybody's slow to change because yeah. it's to their advantage. I'm not saying that yeah, you guys yeah. take advantage of both, yeah. maybe. But, like, it's to their advantage because the computer, yeah. like, I could throw details, just like go by <laughs> pixel by pixel if I wanted to, yeah. right, for that kind of detail. But you also need to be cognizant yeah. when you're working on a, on a card piece that because it's, yeah, most of the context is like, probably if I'm, if I'm, Paying for like card art, I'm um, gonna like ask for it at 600 DPI because I'm intending to also oh, potentially oh, do yeah. a big blown up version of, right. uh, yeah. of, of, the, of the art later, or maybe also use it in an RPG product. Also, or, or if you're like doing that, art, so do it high, work. do it at high DPI. But when you give it to the publisher, you <laughs> yeah, give, it, the give it the DPI, DPI they ask for. It. Yeah, do it like either lo- like lower to like to what they're asking. 300, I think, is the yeah, fair you shouldn't minimum. go below 300. Yeah, no. But like, yeah. always may, also do it higher so that you can reproduce it. Yeah, yeah. One, one of the other things about curtains, you would almost always send me stuff in like the 450 to 600 yeah. DPI range yeah, because like that just let me resize now. stuff yeah. a little bit to make sure, okay, th- yeah. because I was doing art in advance of the layout uh, at, at that time. I, 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 you know, got, okay, I can stretch this just a little bit and get it to like yeah. snugly fit into yeah. the space instead of yeah. feel like it's yeah. Always yeah. ask for bigger than you're actually going to use. Yeah, it's yeah, easier to stick it down than you can't blow it up. Okay, yeah. we're running low on time. Any last questions? Anybody wants to cover? Yeah. Uh, touch on for a single versus multiple artists. Uh, I mean, what's the, is there a good time to get multiple artists to cover for a book? So part of it's like for better throughput or. Well, yeah, uh, just because it, it, it's, that, it's that's that's almost timeline. entirely about timeline. Yeah, that would be about timeline. Um, if I've got like you know a hundred pieces I want to do, I'm not going to ask one person to do that mm-hmm. in like. Two months? No, I've got to. I've got to work yeah. with multiple people. I mean, so. if it works out stylistically, like if you have different characters, 
Like if you have, if it's char- if you have the character blocks, it'd be cool through different yeah. styles too. If that if it works out, you can make it. You can pull it to your advantage. So that connects to a, a, a good question to ask up front before you even get to the contract with an, with an artist. You're like, hey, I really like these pieces you did. How long did it take you to do that? Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. As uh, for uh, upcoming. Um, Teen detective inflected gumshoe game we're doing called Bubble Gumshoe. I found a guy who, uh, one of the things he had in his art portfolio online was this incredibly detailed, like almost photorealistic drawing with a ballpoint pen of, uh, uh, of uh, you know, very well muscled Bruce Wayne standing in front of the bat suit in the bat cave and so looking over his shoulder. And I looked at that and I'm like, that's amazing. How long did it take you to do it? And he said, about a day. I'm like, <laughs> so you'll be the single artist on this project if we can like get to the point where we're ready for you, and you know then we had like I don't know, then we have like I don't know thirty images to do, and that's a month of work for him if he works every day or like a month and a half. Whereas thirty pieces, single artist, number of artists, some artists are like a piece or two a week, so right. that might be like a six month job uh, for some people. So right. you've got you've got you really need to get a sense of their their, their pace. It, you shouldn't be paying them less just because they do quick work. Um, you should be thanking them with your money with the, if they do quick work because you can get that. Well, when people do quick work, they tend to actually do more art for me just because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's well, like, okay, you'll, you'll get your business. Absolutely. You know, I always let, yeah, I always yeah, make a deadline. You know, and yeah. always yeah. communicate a deadline about two weeks earlier than your actual deadline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there will be yeah. slip. Plan there will be slip, slip yeah. so plan for yeah, slip. People, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, people have lives and like yeah. it just gets in the way. I'd say plan for between 10 and 25% slip and just yeah. do it that way. Because if you know you've got a six-month job, make it a seven-month job. Right, yeah. Just yeah. Don't, don't put yourself into a crisis because, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Yeah. it'll happen. If I have like 100, 100, if you have a bunch of pieces that need to be split by some artists, mm-hmm. just, uh, if I'm trying to get the style together... Uh, often get a key artist to do the work first and then, and then use his use style or her style as a reference for the others to, to look at. Um, and, and that can be done actually fairly simply if you say, okay, let's establish like these two key characters and do the full page piece where they're doing a thing together. Okay, th- those three pieces, we're going to get that done in the first two weeks or whatever. Now I will send out the spec to everybody and point at these to say, these are, these are your baselines, these are your points of reference. One last question. Um, oh, I'll talk to you after. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just had a question. Uh, there, I've run into situations uh, trying to hire artists where some will want some portion of the final price of a piece upfront before they even put pen to paper. Kill and I tend to. My instinct is: Can you at least show me a sketch before I give you anything? Um, What's you guys' perspective? If, if you're working it with depends somebody, on the relationship. Right, yeah, if you're working with somebody brand new and you're <coughs> suspicious, then I guess yeah, you could do that. I tend to pay uh, an advance, uh, but I am also relatively confident with but, the people I'm yeah. working with every time. Uh, I mean, you, you can you can get a sense of whether or not you want to do that based on references and prior work with other publishers. Right. Right. Okay. Um, if you don't have that, uh, consider defining a fairly small number of pieces as the, the job and then do a follow-up job with all the rest of the stuff if you like how that went, rather than getting into a contract, especially with a kill fee, for you know, your 100 pieces. Chunks, and you're, and, and you're you out get $300 kill piece, and you get one three. piece back. Yeah, from exactly. Them, right? Right. Yeah. The, you yeah. want to be... You just want to think about your timing and your scope. There's plenty like of people that I work there. with, though, that I'm completely kind of like with Kurt. I'd pay him up front, honestly. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when, when you when you know the output and you, you know you're you know you're going to hit your deadlines. Yeah. Least, right. Yeah. yeah the, 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 but that's that's again like it's because it's a long term relationship. I've worked with these people. I know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. You know. Yep. 
if, if I've done 10 jobs and every time they've gone exactly the same, then yeah, I know exactly what's going to happen. They're still wrapping up now. All right. Yeah, we're all done. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, I saw some of you looking at George Petronas here, some other examples of uh, already did. Feel free to click through the box.